0: Hello everybody, welcome to Vineyard Community Church as we continue on in the series we're doing called Neighboring Well, and actually we're probably going to be done with this, uh, this series here today, we'll wrap it up and start a new series next week. But in this series we've been talking about Kingdom Hospitality. Uh, and what it means to be a neighbor in the kingdom. And who our neighbor is, our neighbors are are people that we encounter who need the mercy of God. And we we spent most of this series talking about taking a stand on their behalf against the schemes and the tricks and the traps of the enemy and what that looks like. And so we talked uh, about the armor of God and applying it not only to our own lives, but in a way that we can stand uh, against the kingdom of darkness. And then um, over these last few weeks, uh, I've been talking about the motivation for this hospitality, which is the grace of God. And we we looked at the uh, last couple of weeks at the parable uh, known as the prodigal son. We talked about the love of the father. Uh, Last week, we looked at the older brother's reaction to the grace and hospitality of God. And and, um, we said last week that God has given us his amazing grace, and we have responded to it. Ahead of the rest, not instead of the rest. And we'll talk a little bit more about that today and how important that is. And that God's heart is that everyone would experience His grace and receive His offer uh, into His family. And that we can participate in this grace of God or we can choose not to. But real life is found in in, uh, living for Him in His grace. And I said last week I wanted to talk in this last part of this series about um, how God wants to use us as instruments of his grace and, and then I realized maybe uh, people weren't exactly sure what that looked like how can God use me as an instrument or whatever and so I wanted to define just sort of quickly the idea of an instrument uh, an instrument is a means by which something is done or it's one used by another to accomplish a purpose or it's an implement used to facilitate work these are all definitions of instrument and the idea that I, I want you to see it's like a like a surgical instrument in the hands of a surgeon um, you know a surgical instrument in the hands of someone that's not a surgeon is not very practical but in a surgeon's hands it can be very useful or it's like a musical instrument in the hands of a musician um, you put an instrument in, in, a, in a musician's hands and they can really do amazing things with it where with, with other people maybe not so much and, and, uh, and so the idea is that we're instruments of grace in God's hands So God uses the instrument to do what the instrument was made to do. And that's sort of the idea that I want to talk about in our time together today. So that's the intro we're going to move in. You know, from the intro into the main thing, I always do a bad joke. And uh, I was thinking about, you know, the surgical thing and everything. And and then I I had a discussion this week with somebody. So I got this one about this guy who, who, uh, he goes to the doctor. And he says, he says, Doc, listen, I... I got this song rolling around in my brain I can't stop singing The Green Green Grass of Home And the doctor looks at him and says Well that sounds like Tom Jones Syndrome And the guy says Is it common? And the doctor says It's not unusual Sorry yeah If, you, if you're not old enough to know Tom Jones Then that joke just went But that's okay It's not unusual to go out at any time. It's a classic. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 through 10. This is the scripture reading for today. As for you. You were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work at those who are in disobedient. That's the kingdom of darkness. All of us also lived among them at one time. We were all a part of that mess. We talked about that in the beginning. We've been rescued from that, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. Remember, I said, I'm going to talk about that more. We're in here ahead of the rest, not instead of the rest, just like we were just like the rest of them. But because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. There it is. That's the whole deal that we've been talking about over the last few weeks. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it's the gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us. To do, and blessed be the word of the Lord. In that scripture reading, I believe it ties together everything we've been talking about in this entire series. We were once trapped in the kingdom of darkness. We've been rescued by what Jesus has done and, and brought now into the kingdom of God, into his marvelous light. As such, we're to be those whom God can use now to tell other people of this amazing grace that's available to them so they too can come out of darkness and into light. And in fact, uh, I would say that that 's our calling, and that 's point number one that 's our calling. point number one. Um, our scripture reading today, what I just read you in it, you can see that we 're created. it says it 's god 's workmanship that 's a great word um, in the original language it 's the word poema, um, which is uh, the Greek word where we get our word poem. Uh, it means work of art. Uh, his, his creation, his masterpiece. So he created us, and that's who we are, and we've talked about that, to do good works. I said last week that, that we're called ahead of the rest not instead of the rest, and now we're to do the good works that were prepared by the Father for us to do. So all of this stuff, we were created, uh, and yet because of sin we were trapped in darkness, but God has made a way for us out of that darkness in Christ because of His grace and what He's done, and having been rescued now, what we're to do is life is found in living out before God, doing the next right thing in this grace, and being an instrument of His grace to the world around us. And making that transition, it's not all about us. It's some about us we talked about, but it's not all about us. That we have a mission, a purpose, and and we have actually been called to do that which we're discussing right now, these good works prepared in advance for us to do, which were to be vehicles of this message that there's a way out of darkness into light. 1 Corinthians 1, 4 through 9, Paul says, I always thank God for you because of His grace... Given you in Christ Jesus. For in him you've been enriched in every way, in all your speaking and in all your knowledge, because our testimony about Christ was confirmed in you. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will keep you strong to the end, so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God who has called you into fellowship with His Son Christ, his Son Jesus Christ our Lord, is Faithful, So he's called us out of darkness in the light. The Holy Spirit has come and filled us. He's given us every spiritual gift that we need to stand until the end. But these gifts were not given just for us. They were to go through us to impact the world around us. And in nine, verse 9 it says, God has called you into fellowship with his Son, Christ, Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So we've been called into this fellowship with Jesus. What we've been called into is to join with Jesus in his mission which was to seek and save the lost. When, when, That's the mission of Jesus. What's my mission, Jesus said? To seek and save the lost. And so he's called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. He's called us out of the kingdom of our adversary into the kingdom of God. Out of that little K kingdom of the power of the air into the big K kingdom of God now and forever. So we've been called out of darkness into light. We've been called to join with him in his mission And and that's the, the purpose and the reason for which we live. Because of that, point two in your notes is we're to live a life worthy of the calling. We're to live a life worthy of the calling. Ephesians 4, 1 through 7. As a prisoner for the Lord then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. We've been called into this fellowship with Him uh, and and all that that means and how amazing that is to be called into um, the kingdom of God, uh, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one Father of all, who's in all and through all and all in all. And each one of us has been given grace. It's been apportioned to us. That word apportioned means it's been divided among us. We've been given a part of this grace uh, and, and it's been given to all of us. And, and his, since His grace has been given to us, we're to live in His grace as people of His grace. 1 Peter 4, 9 through 11. Offer hospitality. That's what we've been talking about. To one another without grumbling. Because it's not all about us. It's some about us. But it's not all about us. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ, to Him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So all this discussion about grace as our motivation for hospitality and and that it's not all about us, but it's some about us and how we've been saved and brought from darkness into light and what that looks like and that we choose to participate or we choose not to and we miss the grace of God where there's bitterness. Um, What we need to be asking ourselves, and this is the, the, the important question, is am I faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms that means am I using the grace and the gifts that I've received from God to impact the lives of others because that's why you've been given them it's ultimately that's it it's to fulfill this calling okay. see in Christ now rescued from darkness and the light we've already gotten the best deal in the universe there's nothing that can surpass it anything else that comes along in this life that we get to enjoy and experience is a bonus but what we've already received the best in Christ in the kingdom of God through eternity. And this this then this shift needs to happen in us that it's just not all about us any longer. Some about us, but it's not all about us. It's about Him. And that life is found. It's the, it's the amazing thing about walking with God. Life is found in walking with Him and living for Him and experiencing this grace and allowing it to flow through us into the lives of others. And sometimes though, we, we have this... Struggle, And we've talked about it. The older brother thing gets us. This whole works thing, this, this performance thing comes on us. And we, we start to think, you know, about all the stuff we've done and how we've earned stuff and, and, all, and, and, and we, we get bitter and we miss the joy that we should be experiencing when people are rescued from darkness and the light because that's what happened to us. And so we need to be people of, of this grace. 1 Peter 2.12 Live such good lives among the pre-Christians Pagans is what it actually says. But I I like pre-Christians better. That though they accuse you of doing wrong... They may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day that He visits us. They may see how you're living, this life that you're living for Him. They'll notice that it's different than the way other people are living because you're, you're just not caught up all in yourself, that your life looks different than what they're used to. And it says here they'll, they'll glorify God on the day He visits us. That means when He comes back, they too will glorify God. And see, here's the deal. We're to live in His grace These lives, using the gifts that He's given us and the grace that He's given us to to administer those things in all the various forms that they come to impact the lives of people so that they too will respond to God when it's their turn to be called. See, that's the whole deal. We We were called. You responded to it. When you came to Christ, you're responding to the calling that, that was on your life. God called to you and you responded. You responded ahead of the rest, not instead of the rest. And now we're to live this thing out so that when they, it's their time, when they're being called in, they respond so that they can glorify God when He returns. So then how do we do it? It's sort of the asking how. Because that if you think about it, that's pretty overwhelming. I think it is. how how do we do that that's that's a big deal how do we live lord that life where where we make a difference how do we keep from becoming the older brother how do we keep from becoming so self uh selfish that we miss you know how, how, how do we we live that way how do how do we live out this calling this work we were created for how do we live as an instrument of grace in your hands god and the answer is is through his grace it's always about his grace He'll help us to administer His grace to the world around us. Hebrews chapter 4, 14 through 16. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who's been tempted in every way just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. See, that verse is, is not just about when we're going through things. It's about Jesus gets what it's like to live here. He just did it without sin. But He gets the distractions, and He gets the temptations, and He gets the things that pull on us, and He, he gets our tendency to become like the older brother. He gets all that stuff, and, and, and He can sympathize with us. And the thing is, when we begin to struggle with those things, we can go right to the throne of grace with confidence, not because of anything we've done, But because of His grace, we can go there to receive all the grace we need in our time of need, in in this calling that we've been given. It's always going to be about grace. It's always going to be about the grace of God. We need grace to make it through each and every day. And we need grace to experience the life He's called us to. And this grace should flow through us. We're going to be in constant need of His grace. If we we forget about that, we'll we'll just quickly become... Like the older brother in the story of the lost son And we just won't care anymore And we'll get bitter We'll miss the grace of God And we'll grow bitter And our lives will reflect that that bitterness And they won't have an impact on the world around us But if we'll understand our desperate need for grace If we'll press through And we talked about this Press into the presence of God Because we're desperate for His grace And understand that His grace is poured out to us And that, that in that grace Then we can live the life That we're called to and that, that, that we can faithfully administer the grace of God in all its various forms to our neighbors. Remember, our neighbors are the people that we encounter who need to know the mercy and grace of God. And this is the life that we've been called to. It's all about grace. It's all about grace. So, you know, this week, just think about this, if you would always remember we're just in here in the kingdom ahead of the rest not instead of the rest let's let's make sure we never get like older brother thing on us let's never let's never get stuck in that spot that becomes so critical and judgmental of the world around us that we we can't live a life among them that blesses them and encourages them and shows them the kindness of god that we received because we only are in we're only in here because of the kindness of god The only reason we're out of darkness and in light is because of the kindness of God. We never earned it. We don't deserve it. We still never will deserve it. It was a gift. It was grace. It was all about God. Let's always remember that. And then in that grace, let's live trying to do the next right thing. This this grace, and I've talked about that a lot when I talk about grace. This grace doesn't mean I can just do whatever I want to do. That's not grace. And and when you understand grace and get what's taking place, brought out of darkness into light, that there was no hope for me, that nothing else would work there was no life to be found and god has just given this to me freely in response to that lord i want to live for you and and then empowered by the holy spirit to begin to do the next right thing and sometimes falling short because of my you know my selfishness and my sin and yet being able to run to God in the midst and receive forgiveness and then in, and the empowerment to go and do the next right thing not to return to that mess like a like a dog returns to its vomit but to be uh, free from it to be be changed over time so that I, I can represent his grace to the world I can live into this calling that I have to be a person that, that, that loves people well. And in it that they respond. So that when they're called, when their time comes, they respond. Yes and amen to the Lord. And they receive this grace. To find this life they've been created for. That's what being a good neighbor is all about. That's the whole part of this whole thing. That we're going we're to stand on behalf of of our neighbors against the tricks and the traps and the deceptions of the enemy and and because of his grace we're going to love them the best that we can as often as we can in every way that we can so that that when the opportunity for them arises they respond and they say yes so that they can experience the life of the kingdom of God now and forever so that's my heart that's where we're at that's what this series has been about we're going to start a brand new series next week and uh we'll get into that but think about that and, and then ask yourself You know, am I faithfully administering the grace of God in its various forms all that he's so amazingly given to me is that, is that flowing through me or am I stuck a little bit going to get a little more about me than I should and, and, and ask God to help you make that transition and change because that's where you're going to find and experience life But that's good for this uh, day and this series. Uh, If you're watching my video, I'm glad that you are doing that. If you're watching my television, thankful you're doing that as well. I'd love for you to come and visit sometime. Be a part. If you need prayer, go to our website. There's a prayer page there. Type it in. We'll pray for you. And uh, we look forward to seeing you soon.